All right there, big chief. We're going. That means you. Okay. Get her going. We have uh, a whole brand new level of passive aggression going on right now, folks. This is this is a whole <laughs> this is a new thing I've never seen before in my life. Um my partner Joe, as you know, co-host of STC Pod, Start to Continue Podcast, which you are listening to right now. A one hour shim sham of shibbity shap for about an hour. Uh, he has set up uh, across the room from the camera. Um, he's uh, set the mic up so his back will be uh, to the record for the entire show. Um, I don't know. I think like Prince did this a few times when he went nuts there at the end, he would do concerts in the, in the dark and he'd do everything from with his back to the crowd. Uh, Are you saying this is near the end for me? I, I don't know what, please explain this one. Uh, I've rearranged the room a little bit. <laughs> I've got the carpet up and the floor mat and the chair isn't even in the room. So I've got no place to sit. <laughs> It's literally absolute chaos in here. It actually, uh, so, actually, uh, this is the only spot I got to record. Cause I'm not going to comfortable, man. Get to stand up and you got like it, uh, it's on like a, a bar height kind of, uh, setting with the mic and you can settle up against the bar. It's just weird that your back is to the, to the audience of me for an hour. Well, <clears throat> I figured you'd go crazy if I had the camera even off. So does this satisfy both? Uh, we got to do a screen capture of this. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh my word. Jiminy cricket. <laughs> so go ahead and talk. Oh, why is your room tore apart? I, I don't understand. You don't, I, had to pull, I had to pull everything out. And now I'm in the middle of uh, decluttering and reorganizing. I've just gone through, I spent all day today going through my newspapers, uh, back from 1993 and 94, <clears throat> cutting and trimming down articles and, and seeing what I really want to keep out of them. So I've got that down to a neat pile now, a single pile. So I'm going to go get a box tomorrow, tape it all up and I'll uh, put that downstairs what do we need to keep out of those newspapers? Uh, certain articles, stuff that happened. Like back when uh, the Jays won the World Series back to back, Leafs had their big run. I got some key articles out of that, some wrestling stuff that happened in Toronto. Uh, Habs winning their 24th Stanley Cup? Nope. That doesn't count. Just stuff like that, stuff that uh, has some meaning, you know, like when the Pope died, all those newspaper paper articles. You have uh, Pope died papers. Yep. I got, uh, I got all the papers the day the world trade center blew up. So I've got those newspapers, uh, complete. It's interesting to go through sometimes and just seeing, you know, Well, one, you don't even really see newspapers anymore. So the fact that you can go through a complete newspapers, fascinating. 
I have the complete newspaper. Probably the only one I have that I kept was uh, Gretzky retiring. From I, got that. I got that too. And you have the Pope dying. So well, I've got Gretzky retiring his announcement, his final game, everything that led up to it. How do I get this snipping tool going? Do not post pictures of me or I will close the camera. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, what are we talking here? It's uh, what is today? Wednesday. It is Wednesday. One week to go for two weeks for till Christmas. Right. And uh, we're at night. Nine 30 talking over the interwebs. We haven't done an in-person podcast in a while. That's kind of a drag. Nope. Like it's kind of good. I like those better. I don't. I can get more of a riff on uh, with you. I don't like the time that we do them at. This is first thing in the morning. If you're going to put your back to me like this the whole time, can you like just pause for a second, second run, um, get your kids out of bed or something or your wife and just get them to draw like the Charlie Brown face on the back of your head. And that would make this in a whole new level for me. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's good to talk to you, man. It's been, uh, it's been a quiet week. You give me really? a cold shoulder most of the week. So yeah. I wonder why. I don't know why yeah, you deserve yeah. it. To be honest with not that we have to get into it, but, uh, that's something getting cold shoulder all week. If you don't want to admit that you were wrong, we don't have to get into it then. I, I definitely was not wrong. You were definitely wrong. No, no, one hundred percent. I was wrong in what my perception of a partnership <coughs> was. No. You were that wrong in the fact that you chose someone else over me. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, in that sense, you were wrong. You chose some piece of shit over me. I don't know what that even refers to. Cause that is not even the situation, but, uh, I'm glad we're talking again. Uh, oh, you didn't give me any choice. Is well, I was, only, well, this is the only night where we could do, we could have done a record. Well, I was interested to see how far you'd push the aggression. You could have just said no. And, uh, no, I just said if, if, he gets in touch with me, then I'll do a record. <laughs> well, that's why I didn't hear from you all day. Even I sent you, uh, like, uh, tips on sales going on for games. You like no answer. You sent that last night. No answer. Yeah. I got it this morning mm -hmm. and it's digital. I don't, I don't like digital. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to play it, I played it right. That's the one you played. <laughs> Those are the two games that I just finished on my Vita, dude. Oh God. I don't know. I only recognize that first stupid word. Yeah. You sent me a digital link or a link to, to the digital copies of Yutawari Ramono mask of deception and mask of truth, except they're on the PS4. And I just finished playing those two physical copies on the PS Vita. 
Well, you're welcome. Uh, the PlayStation Store is having a massive sale right now, and I was going through it, and I saw those, so I thought I'd alert you. That's all. No, I don't believe in digital. Me neither, but some deals are pretty tempting, especially on VR titles. And uh, for us around here, it's kind of hard to see. It's kind of hard to get those physical VR titles, so I might uh, might have to dive in just to add to the library a little bit more. Or you just don't have to play them. That's true, because I was tempted to get that uh, the uh, the roller the scary roller coaster game one um, until dawn. It's based on the Until Dawn universe, but you're on this crazy roller coaster and you have no, a couple of handguns. It's a mine card, isn't it? Is there a way to me to strap this microphone to my chest so I can walk around like this? No. There's, there's a lot of hand noise with you. There's hand noise with this? Oh, okay, yeah. Let me put it back. I think you think there isn't, but you're just making that up. No, there is. And I, I have the demo for it, played the demo, and I was scared during the demo, even though it's only a roller coaster ride, but there's all these, uh, you're going through like a, a butcher floor with dead pigs hanging everywhere and clowns jumping out at you and stuff. And you, you can't, you, you wouldn't think you'd be scared watching a video game, but when you're strapped into VR land there, it's a whole nother experience, it totally tricks your whole body and everything. I have a, I have another scary game still in the wrapper that I just, I, I can't bring myself to, uh, to put it in. It's too scary. Well, so at that time I unwrapped my, uh, Silent Hill two on the PS2 and literally popped it in for 20 minutes and then have never touched it since. Yeah. Well, imagine that wrapped all around your head where you're inside that world in VR. I know it's very hard to describe VR to someone how it tricks your psyche into uh, really perceiving stuff. But uh, until you actually do it, you, it sounds like a gimmick until you strap the thing into your head and you're in there and you automatically get the shivers and the chills and stuff. It's just weird, especially when you put the headphones on. <sighs> hmm. Okay. Well, what did you do today? Went to my kids. Uh, my kids had their Christmas concert today. Uh, junior kindergarten up to grade three. So I, that's how I spent like from ten to eleven today. It was actually oh, pretty good. They kept you in there for every class, kind of thing. Well, it's just they do one right after another, right? Up was this stage, still at they, the school? They, yeah, in the gym. They sing a song up, and then they leave, and the next group comes up, and then they do a big group finale at the end. It was actually pretty good. Surprised. Well, it's not how I wanted to spend my morning because then I had to go right to the gym. And I came home and had to eat and did some more newspaper cutting and uh, picked my kids up from school. Hmm. So tomorrow I got to go to the gym first thing and then maybe do a little bit of Christmas shopping. Usually on those Christmas concert days, they let you just take the kid when the, the concert's over. Why would I want that? Well, so you don't have to go later and get them. You just take them home with you. And then I got to watch them earlier. 
You got to watch them. Yeah. Well, you've told us many times on this show how you spend all this quality time playing with them and interacting. Yeah. But I also have to do my stuff too. You had to go to the gym. Yeah. Cause I hadn't gone for two days. Well, I think you have enough, uh, aggression. Actually. I think you have enough testosterone and aggression going through you, uh, this week that you don't need to go. Well, I wonder why not enough. Do we have to talk about why? Well, it'd just be embarrassing for you. I, I don't know no, why we'd have to not that. be embarrassing for me. <laughs> and I'm still waiting for an apology. I, I can't cause I'm not in the wrong. We'll see how, uh, we'll see what happens on Friday. Another quiet day. Okay. You know, that like the show chips where there's two cops that are partners and they're on bikes driving around. Yes. Well, what if the other cop just, you know, threw a tire iron into the spokes of his other cop's bike and the guy went flying and uh, crashed up and the guy who's all banged up has to turn to the guy and go, uh, I'm sorry. I was in the way when you threw that crowbar at my spokes. That's kind of what I would have to That's do. That's kind of not what happened. <laughs> you wanted me to put myself in a position where if something went wrong, I would be the one who got in trouble. Well, no. You see, this is the problem that, uh, again, when I came to uh, work with you years and years ago, you guys were mired in this old-timey uh, me-first kind of philosophy where everyone only looked after themselves. There was no, uh, fraternity or partnerships there. Everyone was out to get everyone else. And it was, uh, not a cool environment. And then us guys came in, you know, we're from downtown Toronto. We're cool and hip. And we show you the way, the way of brotherhood and fraternity. And the deal is you cover for each other. That's how it was before you came up. And then things changed because of certain management. I understand that. And, and then because of that, we were, we were told without any uncertain terms of how things should be. That's right. And that was several management teams away. And we are insulated from those people that cause the issue to begin with. We are, we create this crew around us where it's not just me and you, but there's the other folks across the hall, which work with us. Right. So if catastrophe were to happen in the 10 minutes that you're covering for me, you simply, oh, you call you over the message. You said you were going to be 30 minutes away. You call over a brother. And they all pull together and you all fill in the links of the chain. You all hold hands and cover, uh, the hole in the chain all together. Um, it's like, uh, yeah. Star Trek, the next generation when data was in command of the embargo. Listen, and, stop. Uh, that's what I agree with. But unfortunately, that's not how management agrees. Man, the point is, I'm saying management would never know because we're all pulling for each other until that guy arrives. So until I, something happens where management finds out, then how is that explained? We have, we have we have different what? we have different management now that, and especially because that would the guy that the fraternity, you, the guy that you wanted me to let go, is not part of that fraternity. 
the guy, he wouldn't have complained that he was allowed to leave on time. I was running late in the morning is what happened here. Traffic situation, unavoidable. I texted Joe to let the guy go and I'd be there uh, shortly. And Joe would fly the ship solo for a little bit until I got there. Now this you said you were going to be 30 minutes away. I said I was involved in a 30 minute delay. Yes. But, uh, that didn't necessarily mean I would be 30 minutes late. And you weren't even late when you showed up anyway. And so, um, generally when this happens, you know, let the guy go and fly the ship solo until the next guy comes and we all cover each other. And, uh, it was more interesting because the week previous me and you were on the flip side of that where other people were late for us and we still got out of Dodge Dodge without worry for the system breaking down. Well, no, they didn't have any choice. I was leaving whether or not they wanted me to leave because I had yeah. to get home and take my kids to school. Right. So that's the exact same situation. Cause that person was going to be an hour late, which is even longer and a completely different story. But that would have been even more threatening to the situation. Not my problem. <laughs> she lives far away. She should be leaving early enough to counteract. <laughs> that's, ir that's irrelevant. Anyways, I'm just saying when I came in and you hadn't sent that guy, um, a little perturbed because that means to me that, uh, when Number we are, one, when, no, no, what can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Number one, can you're very rarely late. So the fact that you were one, not even late this time because you were still within the five minute gap limit of being considered late, which you weren't. And the fact that you rarely are what it's not an issue. If you were one of these guys who's consistently later shows up at the very last minute, like a couple people do, then that would be more of an issue. Well, I certainly hate being beholden to someone because I'm late. So you're not beholden. You apologize to him. And he said, no problem because he knows that's not you normally. And you see, then maybe if the, the tides are switched, he's not going to send us. And then he left the room. No go. problem. He says, okay, guys, just have a good day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You went off on me. No. Calling me a motherfucker, <laughs> which you did say. <laughs> Whoa, I did not. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You did. And you went off and I tried to explain. I wasn't comfortable because the way I interpret it, you're going to be 30 minutes late. And I know the people that work around us are, some of them take notes and some of them send emails and if shit went down because I was live with three stations in the room. If I'd let that guy go. Oh, let me ask you, have I uh, gotten the phone call from you where you were late and we still sent the guy? Yeah. Well, you sent the guy, right? Well, but it, was, but it wasn't with three lives on. Certainly. Certainly not. Yeah. It was a weekday mm. and your text would have been, you know, Hey dude, sorry, running late. Uh, go ahead and send buddy and I'll be there as soon as I can. So that's how we fly. And I, I'm, I'm. I'm not happy to run three lives uh, on my own, but I do know I have that safety net, even with the uh, 
pulling the crew across the hall if things go on. And everyone keeps it under the carpet because we're all bros. And that's but how it should be. When stuff like this happens where we don't do the bro thing, then the broness breaks down. You shouldn't be using the word bro. <laughs> well, regardless, if if I said MFR to you, yeah, I you can I, say it on the radio because I'm sorry. You said Joe, to my face. Joe, I'm sorry, although I don't believe that happened. And then Mr. Passive Aggressive refused to talk to me for two days straight. We worked yeah. 12 hour shifts. That's 24 hours of <laughs> silence and back in the head. Can you believe that? I, I told you I was waiting for an apology. And I had to apologize. Well, I didn't do anything wrong. Hmm. I thought we were past this every man for himself uh, situation. We were um, partnerships. I'm not every man for himself. Hmm. Well, I, I apologized. I just don't trust certain people in our department. That's my issue. It's not that I never said I don't trust you. I don't trust certain people. Yeah. But which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but stuff, uh, you will still take off for half an hour when? and go do your rounds with everyone and leave yeah. me, uh, flying let's solo. A, let's take a break. That's exactly what I'm saying. If anything were to happen and you need to, uh, uh, answer to management, you say, he was in, he's in the bathroom. I don't know. He's allowed to go to the bathroom, isn't he? You don't say he was late. You don't say, I don't know where he was or he was stuck on the highway. Oh yeah. He's out uh, grabbing a muffin there. But if they ask that guy that I let go, what happened? He's not going to say you were in the bathroom. He's going to say, I didn't even see him. I don't know. Yeah, I know. And then you say, oh yeah, obviously you didn't see him. He, uh, Bill walked in the second he left. Boom. See, Boom. We, had, we had bro world worked out years ago. And then they check security camera footage <laughs> and they check when your pass was actually used to come into the building. Oh boy. All right. That's a sad world, man. That the broness is, uh, deteriorated. Well, when the place is run by monkeys in suits, what do you want? It's run by people that micromanage. Well, life's too short, short to be worried about the micromanagement. What are you telling me for? I know. We're, they can't do nothing to you anyways. We're in a union. That means jack and shit. And you know no, that. No. It means you're good. No, it doesn't. And not to mention our management is, is like the good best the man unions? at your wedding. How good are the unions for the auto workers right now? Well, I apologized. You heard that. So yep. I guess nothing's okay. coming back. Yep. <laughs> what do you want me to say? I got the apology. Good. No, I apologize for the MF or not apologizing for how I believe society should run. I wasn't asking you to apologize for that. Cause you and I both agree on that. <laughs> drama. Do you, do you think maybe. Yeah, your drama those two days was a little over the top no, or no? It wasn't. No, no, no. Because okay. I wasn't going to pretend nothing happened when you walked in and called me a motherfucker. I don't remember doing that, for one. <laughs> Storming out of the room, having a hissy fit, still drinking, and then still taking the coffee I got you. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. So you're a motherfucker, and I'm taking this coffee. Yeah. Uh, 
and can I leave the room to warm it up or are you going to be uncomfortable? Cause it was beyond crazy for me to hear that from you. However, we move on. I will endeavor not to be late again. You can be late, dude. Cause it rarely happens. So it's not a big deal. I don't care if you're late. It doesn't bother me. Even if you were letting me go, it'd be like, no problem because you rarely do it. And you got these other people that live a million miles away that don't know how to budget time to come in or look at traffic reports. Well, needless to say, we had, uh, since we're going to leave it at that, Joe's not going to give any attrition for his two days of uh, Jonas. Uh, that gave me two days of not hearing about your weekend or understanding anything that went on with you. And I know you had big things going on last weekend. Can we get into that? Uh, did I? Since oh, yeah. there's not going to well, be any attrition from you for the. I don't ha I don't have to give you attrition. I wasn't no. wrong. No, nothing about the two days of. No, you deserve of, those two days. Of, I'm taking my ball and going home. Yep. I was Nothing. home. Nothing. I was there, but I was home at the same time. Uh, yeah, it was a, actually a busy weekend. Um, oh, Saturday was, uh, <clears throat> the Santa Claus train. So I had to take my two kids out to, uh, normally we go out to Uxbridge, Uxbridge or no Uxbridge, uh, North anyway. Uh, which is usually about maybe like a half hour, 45 minute drive. This except is, this, except this time the train, this is a Santa Claus train, right? So it's is a, this the one in beaten. No. Oh, maybe. Do you go up to 400? I don't remember. Or is it straight two, up North from you? No, it was mm, beaten. Sounds familiar. I don't think we went up to 400 though. Sounds a little far. So you didn't have to cross the city kind of thing. I don't remember. No, not that, not that time. Okay. So there's, <clears> anyway, there's some, there's one. some issues where this, it's a Santa Claus train, right? So it's, you, you literally get on a passenger train, except they're, it's all decorated to the, with uh, Christmas lights on the inside and they give you hot chocolate and they play Christmas music and there's Santa's helpers that walk up and down the train dressed up in costume. And then literally you, you, you travel from one location to another, you stop and you come back. And then, um, as you're traveling, you know, you're playing these games or whatnot. And then Santa Claus appears and sits down at your, cause it's reserved seating, right? So he sits with each individual family and talks to the kids and gives them like, a uh, a reindeer bell, like in that, uh, Tom Hanks movie, the Orient Express or, um, the Santa Claus movie, Tom Hanks, Midnight Express. The one where he's the train conductor, the cartoon one. Yeah. I, I don't remember what it's called. The, the creepy animation. Yeah. The weird one. Oddly enough though, everyone seems to like it now. <clears throat> anyway. So that's the Santa Claus train, right? So this time for whatever reason, uh, this train was not available at all this season. So we had to drive to the West all the way across Toronto to the West end to St. Jacob's where the Mennonites live. What? Isn't that like near London? No, London's south. This, this is Waterloo. Oh, right. Okay. 
No, you lost me. You took the train all the way to Waterloo? No, we drove to St. Jacob's. That's where the train is? Yeah. Isn't that Waterloo? St. Jacob's? I don't know. Where's Waterloo? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's an hour and 45 minute drive one way. Okay. For a one hour train ride and then immediately an hour, 45 minute drive back. So we left our house at 11 in the morning and didn't get back home until 5 PM where my cousin Chuck, uh, came over and helped me install, uh, the new dishwasher that I'd been without for three weeks. Cause apparently that's how long it takes to get our dishwasher. Hmm. They didn't offer any kind of installation with the delivery. No, they just had the delivery guys. I think with electrical stuff, they don't do that. Oh, so you might be right. It took us two hours to install the dishwasher. So that was done about pretty much almost between six 30 and seven. And then immediately after that, I had to get dressed and go to the neighbors for their Christmas party that they were having. So, uh, stayed there till about, uh, pretty much 10 o'clock or 10, 10, and then left the party and then drove to cousin Chuck's house for the UFC pay-per-view and didn't get home until two o'clock. And then I was up at, uh, seven 30 on Sunday. And then I had to work Sunday at uh, noon and that was my weekend. Wow. You glossed over a lot of stuff there. We got a lot to unpack here, folks. That was a nonstop weekend. Let's get to it. You're kind of sounding like the drive to the Santa train, which was either north of you or way out west in Waterloo. No, it was way out west. Was uh, not worth the drive. The train wasn't as nice as the one we've gone to previously. So I was disappointed about that, but the Santa was really good. Like he's really friendly and and nice and, and fit the description and appearance of how Santa should kind of look and, and, and act. So I was happy mm-hmm. about that part, but no, it's, it wasn't worth, uh, <coughs> three, one, two, you know, like three and a half hour round trip drive. Did you drive? No. I sat in the back and uh, played uh, my PS Vita. Did you or did you sleep? Mm, well, I did both. I did both. <laughs> they have to cart you around in the back because you can't stay awake. I love it. Uh, there is a uh, there is another one of these old timey trains that's in Beaton, and so that's somewhere, um, you know, up to four hundred a bit. Sounds familiar. Uh, I don't south know of Newmarket, though, not not far away. And they have like actual steam locomotives. And I think at Christmas time, they do one up as a Santa. Tree. Yeah, that's how, that might be the one. Uh, but Beaton doesn't sound like the right name, though. And then it goes for a little, like, I don't know, half an hour tour down the line. Yeah, like it, just, you, it just drives like down somewhere and then stops and comes right back the same way. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, the kids enjoy it though. So whatever, I guess that's all that matters. All right. Now you got back, you uh, got all cleaned up or whatever. Did you eat when you got back to your house? No, no. No, Started doing the dishwasher right away. Oh, that dishwasher's next. Yeah. My wife made some appetizers for us, but kind of didn't have the time to really enjoy them. So. Poor Chuck came over and you didn't feed him. 
Uh, well, it's kind of hard, like when you're doing this stuff to, we're on a time constraint too, right? So I've seen you eat in many situations. Yeah, but I eat differently than other people. <laughs> I can eat in different situations. Did it, uh, so the dishwasher went in all right? Did you stuff it all around the edges with uh, steel wool? That's a tip to keep the no. sound down. Well, no, it comes with, uh, it comes with the, the, the padding around it ready. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one layer of sound protection, but you can add to that by stuffing steel wool all around it. Uh, I did not. Wow. The, a relatively quiet dishwasher. Yeah. You have a pretty deluxe model, so I don't think you have to worry about that. And then you had a party to get re ready after that. Now, this is a party you said at your neighbor's house. So we know this is in your very neighborhood, which is That's my next door neighbor. Yeah. Which is of a certain class. So I imagine well, they are because they, they, they hire a, a company to cook food while you're there and, and serve drinks. Oof. So. Can you imagine the airs Joe was putting on that night? No, I was, pro Joe. no, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course I was professional. I'm not a freaking maniac. This was nice. I had about, I don't know, three, four drinks and a bunch of appetizers and stuff. And, uh, that was it. Talked to some of the neighbors that showed up and that was it. I bounced. I, I really do. I didn't really, I don't like going to these things because I prefer just to, I honestly just wanted to sit on the couch and either watch a movie or play some games or something. Right. Or, you know, yes, of course, of course, but you live for these social moments because in your mind, you are part of this elite. No mystery no, club. That's in your mind. <laughs> You have me running around in your mind in these elite circles, which is utterly ridiculous. Well, I just put two and two together. Yeah, I know I what see. you put together. If I could see inside your mind, it would be crazy. What was the chatter about at this party? Well, it's uh, about like owning it's, it's, horses, no, it's and neighbors, stuff. and then his their kids talking uh, about yachts are there and then their kids invite their friends and then there's neighbors and then there's uh, some coworkers from them. So there's about 40 to 50 people, I guess. And where do these people get their money from? What do they do? Uh, well, the wife works at a, uh, she works in a bank and then, um, he works for a car dealership. Mm, but the, that doesn't fit what I, I thought. I thought they were power brokers. I thought he worked at Wall Street and, and she was, uh, I don't know, whatever. Well, let me ask you, did you um, refer them to the Cartridge Club uh, podcast of the year voting process? I did not because they're not the type of people that listen to uh, podcasts. You know, when you're in a, a social setting like that, where you're meeting a whole bunch of people new and you have to come up with interesting anecdotes to, uh, for people, I just um, don't, you think a very, very interesting thing to tell people is that, uh, you're a podcaster and have been so for four years. 
And they say, what's a podcast? Oh, yeah, you know, explain what a podcast is and the network we're on and all that jazz. You're lo- looking like at a half hour conversation where people yeah. are enthralled. You like, you like video games? <laughs> if you do, here's where you can go. See, that's what I'm talking about. You automatically assume these people. Because uh, I know, dude, I know. These people. They don't. Uh, why is video games something uh, something to be ashamed of? No, they're just not the type of people that play video games. Were they older than you? Well, they're probably at least, I don't know. I, they're probably five to 10 years older than me. Did you have your kids at this party or did you? No, my know? kids were at uh, my parents for the, for the evening. Were there little kids at the party? There was one because their daughter just had their first grandson. So he's like under a year old. Mm. So no little kids. All right. So what a bunch, time? Of, bunch of 20 something kids. What was there a dress? What was the dress situation? Business casual. No, it was just casual. You, you wore jeans. You, you wore jeans or flowy I, I, whites? I put on a brand new pair of stretch jeans and uh, a sweater. What are stretch jeans? These Ed Hardy's you put on where the ass is hanging down. Is that what the stretch is? Stretch jeans are jeans that are, are more flexible and have more give than regular jeans so that you can bend your legs all the way and, 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 you know, they're just, it's a different type of material. Where should people buy these jeans if they want to get jeans like Joe? Hmm. Nah, that's what I thought. You didn't even buy these clothes yourself. No, I did. I bought them. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I buy like four pairs of jeans, usually every two years. So I, I don't remember it because this is the last pair that I I, op- I, I opened up. <laughs> so you don't open them all up into the rotation. You just sequentially open them up as they uh, wear away. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, no, I, was, I usually have like two or three pairs on the go, but obviously there's the older ones that you don't wear that don't look as good as a brand new pair, right? Brand new pairs you can get away with wearing for certain things, whereas older ones you can't. Oh, I hope they're not another pair of these uh, pants you're wearing with the big ass pockets that went halfway down your legs. They're not big ass pockets. That was They were big ass pockets. It went down your leg. I'm like, what? <laughs> you got to go in here. <laughs> you got to store a hammer in your pocket. You can put it in the back. Goes all the way down. My wallet barely fits in the back pocket, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, I remember these. These aren't hippity yeah. hop jeans, man. You had these big, big ass pocket ones. No, they're not hippity hops. <laughs> <laughs> what time did you get back from this party? I said I left at uh, 10, to, 10 to 10 and then went to Cousin Chuck's for the UFC paper. 10 to 10, right. Oh, hey, was there any uh, sexy ladies at this party? Did you get caught making eyes or anything like that? <clears throat> there was one. But luckily I had my glasses on so she couldn't see where my eyes were. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what were the ladies dressed like? Were they still done up to the nines? Oh, I imagine, right? No, it was casual. Dinner party dresses? No. It wasn't a dinner party. My wife just had her sweater on and pair of jeans. Casual, man. 
All right. So then you took off. You went to cousin Chuck's. Hey, cousin Chuck, how's it going? I miss you, man. I miss our conversations. You don't, uh, you, you talk to him through me. Me and cousin Chuck had lots of deep uh, DM conversations. It's good stuff. Uh, you went over there and I assume sleep was very, very soon. As soon as you hit the couch. Well, I was good till about, uh, 12:30, close to one o'clock when the fights were still on. I don't believe these pay-per-views are getting longer and longer, dude. Yeah, I know. I've watched you watch in quotations. They used to end right at 12 and that was perfect. Now you got them going to like one, one thirty, sometimes depending on if the fights go, you know, all the fights go the distance, which happens more and more often now. Yeah. So it's just like, fuck, man, just get a couple of knockouts quick. Let's go. Next fight night. I would love it if cousin Chuck were to, uh, get some photos going throughout the night of, uh, how Joe watches the fights. Uh, cousin Chuck's cool. He doesn't do things like that. Just a couple here and there just to keep us all updated on how we should be watching, watching the fights. Oh man. Chuck's got quite the, uh, quite the setup. I imagine. Right. Uh, let's just say Chuck's loving the dream. <laughs> I, he's is he buying it or is it is this like through an Android box or something? Um, I'm not sure how he procures them. I'm sure he buys them because they're pricey nowadays, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they're like well, they've been the same for a little bit. They're like sixty bucks. Oh, not up to a hundred yet. No, God, no, man. What's a hundred bucks? I don't even think boxing is at a hundred. I don't know. No one would be buying it if it's a hundred bucks, man, because they have too many on and they have it's a pay-per-view like every bloody weekend almost. Well, 60 bucks is a lot to me. It is a lot. They shouldn't be that much. It should be like $34. Does everyone uh, throw some cash when they walk in the door to cover the pay-per-view? Uh, no, usually it's whoever hosts it just doesn't. We used to do that though. Be like whoever got it. Cause normally you'd be like the three, three or four guys that would come over. Right. You know, throw like 20 bucks and covers the cost of the pay-per-view. Right. Were the kids still at your parents at this point? Saturday night at 10 PM. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you back home had a, had a house all to yourself kind of thing. No kids. Right. Why? Well, I'm thinking, you know, one could have got in trouble for, uh, leaving the wife to go watch the fights when you have an empty house. No, I told her I was going to watch the fights. <laughs> no, I told her this, is what's happening. You sit here, empty house. I'm going to watch the fights. I thought she went. She went where? To the party? No, to I thought she went to fights too. No, nah, like a ladies corner. Guy. Yeah, it used to be, and now it's just the guys. The right, fights so aren't mean, their fights aren't as they're not as good as they were back in the day. There's just there's too much turnover in the fights now, so it's hard to really become fans of fighters. So you didn't get any grief when you got home. Why would I? Uh, grief for what? What are you, what are you going at? 
You literally, um, like, I don't know, like passed up a date night where you guys could have been doing uh, anything. But if we wanted a date night, I wouldn't have gone to the party. Then. And then, uh, so Sunday, then you went to work cause, uh, company man picking up OT. Yep. Sunday from noon till eight a day from hell. Thankfully it's the last one I'll be doing for a while. So that's good. What was the food? Uh, food was, uh, it was almost like a Greek salad. Oh, good, 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 good. It was, uh, mashed potatoes. It was bread sliced with, uh, warm bread sliced with butter and stuff drizzled on it. And it was these, uh, chicken breasts that were deep fry or they were, they were covered in some sort of crunchy batter or bread, bread mix. That was like, really, it was salty. And then they were deep fried and they were boneless. So, and then the dessert was, uh, two different types of pies, uh, rhubarb pie and a pumpkin pie. Ooh, man. Well, that's good, man. That means maybe this weekend when we're working again, maybe that barbecue thing comes back around. Um, Cause if I'd have missed it, if you'd have said you had the barbecue, then maybe I've had that. I've went crazy. I've had it. I've had it the two times we've had it. So I've been lucky. Cause that barbecue one's nice. The ribs and the wings. Ribs, wings, pulled pork, poutine. Fuck the fuck the pulled pork, man. I like things separate. (laughs) Pulled pork is the Taco Bell of barbecue. It's a cheap way out. People go crazy over pulled pork. It's garbage. Oh my God. Well, if you. And the Uh, poutine? No, you don't need poutine either. No. Not real poutine. Don't mix my flavors. Though the. the neighbors, they had the guy who was doing the food. He, they, he made a poutine spread. It was actually decent. Oh, you didn't tell them it was shit and that this is just for little babies. Well, I didn't, huh. I didn't make a plate of it myself because I was eating the, um, he was doing a whole bunch of different kinds of slider burgers and stuff, but, uh, the wife tried the poutine. So I took some fries, but yeah, no poutine is. Unless you're in Montreal, I think you should just pass on it. Um, no, I think you're yep. wrong. Is this I podcast over? Because my back is getting tired from standing up. <laughs> no, <laughs> we haven't just scratched the surface. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Joe. Does anything else exist in the world? Um, let me check my notes here. Oh, I, I took a note here about something that I knew you'd probably give a, care about because <clears throat> you like the shining, right? Yeah. Did you hear about the sequel? Mike Flanagan, who did, um, you know, net, that Netflix show, uh, the haunting of Hill house. Yeah. The one that's too scary for me to watch. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So Mike Flanagan is the, the director of that and he's been uh, cast to direct the shining sequel who will be starred by, uh, uh Ewan McGregor is going to be the star of it, <clears throat> but this is called, uh, Dr. Sleep. Did, 
did uh, Stephen King do a actual book sequel to The Shining at all? Yeah, actually, he did. Uh, I've never read it. I Was noticed it. Doctor Sleep. No, I don't think so. I can't remember what it was called. I saw it like last year in chapters and was pretty surprised by seeing it. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm guessing it's going to be a, I guess I can only assume it's going to be on one of these, uh, uh, content providers like Netflix or whatever. Right. Yeah, I guess. But uh, I've heard nothing about good things about the uh, the haunting of Hill House, and I'll probably get around to watching it at some point, but only in the daytime. But um, I could see it being interesting. Hugh McGregor's pretty decent, and if they pump some good money into this, and you know, I know my my enjoyment of The Shining is strictly because of Scott Kubrick's fingerprints all, all over it the way the way he did it you know but you haven't seen the haunting of hill house so maybe you might like that flow yeah well let's watch it this weekend then it's not out what the haunting yeah uh, we'll see maybe saturday's my favorite day man yeah well don't wreck it for me then by putting on shit on tv Don't need, to have watch, don't need to watch a movie that you've seen it 18 times and that's from the 1950s. Okay. Respect. So much content we got to get caught up on. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So let's do that. Let's do that instead of wanting Fast and the Furious 10. I put that on because you put on your stuff. Can I do now listen, what I was trying to point you to was that uh, many, on, many. And one more thing I wanted to, uh, my wife just got back from, uh, BC and on the plane, she started watching that Sandra O TV show. That's on Bravo right now. Something Eve killer Eve. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It's some show about some female assassin or something. She's like, uh, she's some kind of psychotic assassin. And Sandra O's trying to track her down. Yeah. Is that it? She's yeah. a detective or something. So anyway, uh, my wife had watched it or started watching it and then she had previously PVR'd it. So we've got the whole series on the PVR and, and I ended up watching, um, well, probably one and a half cause I fell asleep, but the final two episodes of it, it's actually pretty good. So I'm going to go back and, uh, and, uh, check out the first five or six episodes that I haven't seen for it. It was just interesting because, you know, you see the promos for it on TV, but you'd think it was weird because the promos actually were looked okay, but it never would be a show that I'd, I'd consider watching. Right. So anyway, I thought that's uh you might find that interesting to check out. I can't remember what it's called. Eve something. Killing Eve. Mm-hmm. Catching Eve. Uh, all right. You were going to say something. I was, what did you do on the weekend? Well, what did everyone else do in our circle, in our network that everyone was trying to do something good in oh, this world? It was, the, uh, it was the weekend that the cartridge club did their charity stream for, um, 
for what's it called? Uh, it was extra life charity, extra Street, life. which supports sick kids. And I think this time it went to sick kids hospital in Halifax, which is where the founders of the cartridge club are from. That's the, uh, that's not called sick kids are right. It's isn't called the I, I, IHF or IWF. Yeah, maybe IWF. They normally do a tele, tele, telethon for that once a year too. Which we do, which I've seen actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Good, good coverage there. Uh, yeah. So everyone was involved in, uh, making the weekend a success. It was what? Two and a half days of 24 hour a day streaming of gameplay. And, um, I don't know if you're unfamiliar what, with what Twitch is, where this, uh, was broadcast from people will play a video game and you'll get to see the game. And usually overlaid the game is uh, the camera shooting back at the player actually playing the game. And that player, you get to see them react to the gameplay as well as interact with the audience through a chat. There's a live chat screen on the side. So you kind of, if anyone's never heard of this before, it kind of sounds ridiculous to watch someone play a video game. But when you see all of the interaction that's involved in it, it kind of draws you in whether you're, enjoying the game they're playing or not. So that's basically what uh, Twitch game streaming is. And that's what this was for the entire weekend. And uh, a lot of people uh, volunteered their time to do streams. A lot of people came on to support them through the chat. And uh, I tried to catch as much as I could, but I had stuff going on as well. I had a volleyball tournament, to take the daughter to, so I couldn't be there for that, you know, on, on stream to catch, I missed uh, quite a bit. And of course I'm not staying up all night. How was a lot the, of people, uh, lot of people did though. Uh, whatever. Did you mingle with moms? No, no, no. I went thrifting. Did you get anything I, thrifting? No, it was terrible. So then did you go back and talk to the moms? No, I go, I watch a game. And then if they have a break, I uh, bail and go somewhere else and then come back in time for a game and then disappear again. You don't sit beside any of the single moms? Uh, I don't think, I don't think there is single moms. Uh, just a lot of yentering going on. And, uh, I know a single mom. You do. So there are single moms out there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, the streaming was, uh, very entertaining. The ones I did catch, uh, of course I caught, I think the tail end of Derek and Cynthia and uh, Josh Frantic, I watched for a bit. Um, I I was unfortunately unable to watch anything this weekend. Yeah, uh, there was so many hashtag where's Joe in the text. Uh, right. Driving me bonkers. Sure, sure there was. Yeah. Anyway, I've started. Actually, no, I, I popped on because I was actually home and I was up early Sunday. I popped on and. Uh, Kevin was doing his, uh, stream or he's doing his usual Ghostbusters bullshit. So but he was Said streaming the C64. Yeah. So that was cool, man. But when I turned it on, it was the Ghostbusters game. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> but no, I've, uh, and unfortunately I wasn't able to stay on too long, but I've started from the beginning. And the good thing is if you missed it, it's saved so that at your convenience, you can go back and watch every single minute of it that you want. Right. So. Yeah, definitely. I definitely wanted to say that. Uh, check it out from it's Cartridge Club Twitch channel. Although I think they do expire after a little while, but people are ripping them off there, and they're going to make some kind of compilation or put the whole thing up on YouTube. I'm not sure because some things you just couldn't miss, especially Saturday night. Who do you put on prime time on Saturday night? You know who? You put the Q Dogs on prime time Saturday night on Twitch, and they did not disappoint. And uh, they had the whole family there in this massive, massive cavernous great room they were in. And uh, they had the camera on wide. And uh, the audience wouldn't stand for just having their camera in this tiny little window and the gameplay big. So everyone started donating money to get them to swap the screens so that their camera was the big screen. And the game was in the tiny screen and money was shelled out to do that because we want the Q dogs in the big screen and Duke <clears throat> retro nonsense was there. He's an electrician. He does a lot of home installation work and he noticed that this almost mythological range hood was in the background. It comes hanging from the 50 foot ceiling all the way down and suspends magically in midair above what must be a great island, a range that's an island. And this giant monolithic range hood is there. And he's like, wow, that's some range hood. At which point it was uh, guns ablazing on range hood. <laughs> we all went crazy over range hood. Uh, range hood got its own Twitch account and started tweeting back at everybody. Um, there was some major zingers going on. Luckily, if you go back and watch this Twitch stream, you'll get to see the chat. And in the chat is where all the action is about range hood. And uh, poor Melissa's trying to play her game and provide gaming entertainment for everyone out there. But everyone was just riffing off range hood for the four hours. The Kevin was there. I was there. Uh, Canadian retro and, uh, James retro pixel. And just uh, Duke, of course, everyone just going after range hood, like, <laughs> you know, Chuck Norris stuff. Instead of saying Chuck Norris, say range hood. Like that range hood has a range hood kind of thing. And, uh, and then, you know, as we were kind of slowing down on range hood, I heard, I heard, uh, I think it was Mr. Q dog said to one of the kids like, oh, just go put that over there. Um, on the piano stool. Uh, did uh, guys, did he just say piano stool? Is there a goddamn piano in that room with they, the rest of them, with the the range hood uh, and the island and these couches? And now there's a piano in there too. Yeah, there's a piano in there. Yeah, That's so. I'm telling you, you could park Air Force One in that room. There's I more think. and more surprises coming out of this Q Dog house. Definitely go <coughs> to the Cartridge Club Twitch channel and look up the Q Dog stream. Well, who's actually Sunday. stayed at the Q Dog house? 
I think Musty has seen it. Rocket Sauce has seen it. Mm. I don't know if anyone is ever allowed to stay. Right? You think they can? Can they draw an accurate floor plan? Yes, I would love to see a floor dimension plan. Uh, dimensions uh, as accurate as possible. Well, I just want to know what was going on in the floor above Range Hood because you had this massive Range Hood go up into the ceiling. What was above there? What would accommodate Range Hood up there? This just boggles the mind. So yeah, floor plans would be great. I'd love to see that. It's probably like, remember when you played uh, the Sims and you built your own house and stuff and the house was just extraordinarily oversized with massive floors and stairs leading to nowhere. I think it's something like that. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I'd say. And, and a big congratulations to the Cartridge Club for matching last year's. No, I thought they beat it. Okay, they beat it for they beating beat last year's yeah. record for money raised, and it's a lot, and it's still open. So if you want to donate towards the cause for the Cartridge Club, you can still go in there and donate. Um, the only other thing uh, to get off the books is a big congratulations to Retro Fandango podcast for hitting their 100th milestone. 100th episode aired. Oh, about time. <laughs> so we love the retro fandango we love having fun with them if you haven't heard them yet i'm sure you have but they are uh they are a one hour podcast uh format well they were three and then it's they decided to uh trim it down and follow the best it's kind of the format's kind of like this show if you like this show I, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe you'll like that show. Two guys, two good guys, my former neighbor buried on Mars and uh Ram Vox, a Jerseyite that's now living in Japan. They get together for an hour and talk about what's doing and it's good times. Their 100th episode is a must listen. Tons of production was put into this one. It's uh, a, a real pro show and everyone should check that out for sure. Hello? Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting. Uh, you'd chime in. What do you want me to say? <laughs> Your impressions of it. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I haven't listened to it yet. It's, oh. it's, on, it's on the back burner. And it's now the- that it has aired, they have asked everyone to wait until that 100th episode airs before you vote on the Cartridge Club podcast of the year for 2018. Now that it is aired, certainly go ahead and go to the form and uh, at cartridgeclub.org. And vote for your favorite podcast. And vote for us. Start to continue. That's 2018 fine. is start to continue. Us STC pod start to continue. Well, they got it on there. Start to continue. So don't get confused. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. It's start to continue. That's us. That's what you'll need to uh, put on there. Let's get a streak going. We've got 2017. Let's get 2018. And then that's it. I can call it quits. Well, you said you're going to do that naked well, show. This might be the last year or so. Wow, geez. I uh, guess you end, end with a bang. I guess you got to vote for us. Vote for us would uh, would end the show, is what you're saying? I don't know if that's a good strategy. No, no. This is this. We got one more year of of paid uh, podcast hosting because we're paid up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's saying. But vote for, uh, what do you mean? You don't know what I'm saying. Vote for the, I just STC. vote for us. Vote why for is, us. And we'll why, keep going. Why do I got to myself? 
Who else does a weekly show? Tired of repeating myself. See, this is what I'm. This is what I put up with. I've been standing for how long now? Thirty-seven hour and eighteen minutes. I've been standing. No. We yes. haven't gotten to my stuff. What the hell's going to go on the, the thumbnail? A train? <laughs> Choo-choo? The train? You throw That's a dishwasher right. on there. <laughs> yeah. Go throw, uh, we talked about The Shining. No. Throw that shit on there. If you want to throw something on there? I watched the, the new Godzilla trailer, King of the Monsters. Oh, I watched that too. Yeah, I saw you watch it because you saw that I watched it. Oh, you're watching me when you're ignoring me? Interesting. No, I, I had no choice but to turn my head because you had the audio cranked. Wow. Good. Being being considerate as always. Make me hear everything you listen to or watch. Well. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. So you haven't seen it yet. This Godzilla, the new trailer's out for Godzilla, which comes out May 31st next year. And I actually liked it. It's If you're a fan of the Godzilla uh, franchise, <clears throat> they finally introduce all the classic monsters. Yeah, but again, everyone's fighting Japanese line. Everyone's fighting at night in the rain. No, there's no rain. Yeah, but it's all got to be at night and in the rain, so you can't see well, anything. Did you notice that Godzilla was very reminiscent of his original appearance? He's got a big fat beer gut. <laughs> yeah. I like the close-up on the eye too, you know, because Godzilla always had weird eyes in the those old ones. So they do like a a close-up of his eye, which is fun. I still like the last Godzilla movie. What the one with Cranston that made no sense? No, you mean the one that had Cranston in it and that was enjoyable to watch? Yes, that one. I enjoyed it. Oh my god, that was, was so cringeworthy. No, it's not for you. These movies aren't for you. Don't watch this new one either. I don't well, want you to watch it. Don't watch it. It was cringeworthy. Don't watch, my, don't watch my YouTube channel either. It's not for you either. Oh, don't worry. We got plans for that YouTube channel. I'm, I got production ready to go. Whole new stream of videos coming on. Start to continue based on my life and collecting channel. Watch for that folks. Just got to work out a few more kinks. That doesn't even make sense. Well, yeah, there's, they're going to be bill reacts videos. Oh, shit. <laughs> yep. That would be okay. I'd watch that. Yeah. I bet I, you would. I'd tune into stcpod.com on youtube.com slash start to continue. And I would watch your reaction videos to my videos. Well, something's got to be done because you're making content over there and certainly not adding any to start to continue. See, no, that's a great idea. Mm. All right, good. You edit it together then. I'm, I'm, I sincerely mean that. That is a good idea. I would watch your reactions to my videos. And then we'll have guests on and they can react to it and we can riff off of it. Yeah. Because well. uh, that last one, I had to stop watching because I had things to say. Let me tell you. What was there to say about that one? Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You think up, uh, you know, your pro Joe script for your next one. It's in the works. I find it's better that way. If I actually write up a script. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I can. It's so interesting. Well, otherwise you're getting a lot of um, um, ums going on here. Okay. Here's, here's a little, here's a little tip. 
There's nothing wrong with ums. There's yes, nothing there wrong with spontaneity. Like, I don't like hearing ums. There's nothing wrong with when shit goes off the rails. That is what makes it, here's the word, compelling. When you don't know what's going to happen and you're wondering how things are going to come together, that's what makes it interesting. I'll, I'll give you a story of a, of a broadcaster who's number one broadcaster in his market. And uh, I was talking to a manager uh, about this guy. The man, this manager was like the, the head of on-air operations. He, he looked after all, kind, all the production that happened in the building. I was talking about that and I said, that guy, he's so good, man. He can't help but watch him. He's so good. And this manager hated him because he was a technical guy. He was a technical manager. He's like, no, no, he's the worst to work with. I remember one time I, uh, I had a pre-show meeting with him. And I told him, okay, for this show, you can walk from here and you can go over to this tree right here. Anywhere to the right of the tree, you're not going to have a mic. It's not going to work camera's probably not going to pick you up the the mic will be very questionable you got to the tree so you got from here over to the tree they start the show 30 seconds into the show he's well beyond the tree <laughs> the mic is cacking out things are going weird he's having to call in like uh, stage directors to come on camera to get him fresh mics and all that and you know what it was compelling to watch because you didn't know what was happening and you wanted to see how he would get out of it. And you got to see him, uh, do a, do a dance, trying to work this production. That was interesting, more interesting than whatever was on no. the script. And he didn't go to the right of the tree because he was a dummy. He knew, he knew that would make it an interesting shot. Don't argue with that. That's the truth. I wasn't even listening. What was going on? <laughs> that's, that's your production tip folks. Keep it interesting. Don't worry I about it. I agree will keep it interesting. And at the same time, I don't want to hear stammering and stuttering. There's a difference between trying to find the right words to say and I, I don't even know what, what we're talking about here. I'm so bored with this topic. <laughs> Forget it. All right. Without stammering, then why don't you tell everyone where they can find us in your uh, best DJ voice. Damn if you enjoy what you've been listening to so far, guys, you can also check us out at Bill's on Twitter. You can find him under the name STC pod. You can find me on Twitter at AC Decepticon. As we mentioned before, go to stcpod.com if you're looking to buy stuff off of Amazon because we have an Amazon link at the top. And you can buy your soap and you can buy your prophylactics on there and your detergent, anything you want. And we get a little bit of kickback, which Bill... Uh, takes and we'll probably buy another useless recording device and then keep it to his house. Right, Bill? As he crunches away on food. <laughs> uh, what else, Bill? Oh, yeah, we're also part of a greater community, as we mentioned earlier in the show, and that is the Cartridge Club. Uh, if you're, so if you like us, there's other great content creators and providers on there as well. Just go to cartridgeclub.org and uh, check them out. We are on the forums there as well. And on those forums, you'll be able to find uh, the link to the ballot for voting for your favorite game of the year. Cartridge Cl Club Prime game of the year. Um, 
favorite. We'll never find it on the forums. <laughs> well, and it's on Twitter. It's all over the place. It'll be pinned on the Cartridge Club uh, Twitter handle. Uh, Rocket Sauce has it pinned on his. And uh, go on there and vote for your podcast of 2018 as well. And you can even vote for who's your second choice for podcast of 2018. So that's where you can put who you want. STC Pod gets the first If I remember, I'll put it on the, I'll attach it to the, the Podbean link. And put it on the blog site at stcpod.com. Excellent. Big, big, bold link as to where you can vote for start to continue for your 2018 podcast of the year. All right. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks for apologizing. I didn't really. What? <laughs> post it and post it. <laughs>